Yo, stay tuned if you're just tuning in. I appreciate you watching the replay. Uh, I want to know what you have to say. So, tune in. Uh, we are recapping Ring of Honor, SmackDown, Collision, Raw, and Dynamite. Uh, this new way of opening the show, I botched it. I'll do better next week. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to get right into it. <laughs> appreciate it. Thursday night, so you know it's the wrestling corner on the Real Fresh channel. Every Thursday night, we're live on the Real Fresh channel. Shout out to Fanboys. We're going to make our home at thefanboys.com as well. Be sure to check out thefanboys.com. Uh, yeah, so uh, like I said, like you may have read, this is a recap episode. Uh, Full show this week. Pretty much all of my main shows we will get into <clears throat> on this episode. Uh, Ring of Honor, SmackDown, Collision, Raw, and Dynamite. We'll touch on each of those. If I skip over something that you want to talk about, just bring it up. We can talk about it. Uh, no. Well, let's just get right to it. What are we waiting for? Alright, there we go. Let's get into it. Since we are Thursday night show, we do run a week kind of Thursday to Thursday. Uh, I am going to just do it in chronological order this episode since we're all over the map. Uh, so we're going to open up with Ring of Honor from last week. Uh, opening up with Commander and Gringo Loco. And uh, if you guys aren't, you know, uh, onto the lesser known, so you may not know this has a good matchup, but this is honestly a top tier matchup for my style. My taste, I guess. <clears throat> uh, and they did not disappoint in this match. Uh, tons of good chain wrestling, tons of good high-flying moves, good reversals, you know, not just the one reversal, the cup two, three reversals, uh, well worth the wait, uh, the watch. <clears throat> Pretty good pace. Gringo's a little bigger now, but, uh, <laughs> definitely worth the watch. Definitely a good opening of Ring of Honor, uh, this week. Open it up good, that's for sure. 
It is warm today, boys. Uh, next up, let's talk about the Gates of Agony taking on Action Andretti and Darius Martin. Uh, pretty good match. Uh, Gates of Agony, I, I feel like they're uh, making their name pretty good, actually, as far as uh, powerhouse guys. Uh, they're, they're holding their own out there. <clears throat> Action Andretti and Darius Martin were able to get their high spots. Uh, the Gates did their job catching them, slamming them. Uh, just overall, great match. Uh, two different tag teams with a clash of styles, and but they both showed up in in this uh, matchup. I, I would say uh, the Gates Agony, uh, not just powerhouses holding their own against the High Flyers, and uh, High Flyers doing their job as well. So just uh, just a good match. Uh, and then uh, we, I would skip ahead probably to Tony Nice uh, in a triple threat match. That's Tony Nice, JD Drake, and Mark Briscoe. Briscoe. Uh, the match was pretty pretty good. Uh, it was better than expected. Uh, pretty good pace. Pretty good move sets as well. You know, I hate when you get these generic move sets. Uh, and the, the triple threat did actually. Uh, Add to it in this match uh, with some good false finishes with that third guy. Uh, I didn't see it coming. Uh, so they sold it well. Uh, but maybe I knew it was going to end this way. So I, I, it was hard for me to get super invested in it. Mark Briscoe hitting the J-Driller. I mean, I love seeing Mark Briscoe hit the J-Driller. But uh, I think I'm just ready to see him in a real storyline. Either make, make a real push or I don't know. It's... Uh, Floundering? Is that the word I'm going to use? Sure. We'll, we'll say floundering. It's not, that's not the right word. He's not floundering, but it's kind of going stale, starting to go cold. <clears throat> so hopefully they can do something with that. Uh, so then on this that episode of Ring of Honor, Eddie Kingston came on. Uh, at that point, he had just won the uh, New Japan Strong uh, Championship. Uh, so he asked Mark Briscoe to take his place to challenge for the uh, Ring of Honor World title versus Claudio Castagnoli. Uh, and that actually did lead to a pretty good promo backstage segment. You know, I'm not usually a backstage promo segment type of fan, but Claudio was laying in some deep cuts about the past, about the Briscoes. Uh, Claudio in the Blackpool Combat Club uh it's working for me for sure. He's got that uh, arrogance, cockiness, of arrogance kind of blur line going on. Uh, and he's he's always been uh, he's always had it in the ring. He's always been strong. He's always been stiff. Um, but now the gimmick's getting over a little bit as well. Uh, anyway, so uh, I do look forward to that matchup. Next up, uh, my last note for Ring of Honor last week uh, was a random six-man tag, or no, not tag, sorry, just a six-man match for uh, 25000 It was just some random, it felt, it, it felt random anyway, but uh, there was some talent in the match for sure. It was Trent Seven, Willie Mack, return of the Mack, Willie Mack. Uh, Brian Cage, uh, Dalton Castle, Josh the Goods Woods, and Shane Taylor. 
Uh, and it honestly was a pretty good match. Uh, Shane Taylor was laying in thick. And I feel like every time I see Shane Taylor, uh, he somehow makes his striking and his moves look even more dangerous and more real. And like uh, every time I see Shane Taylor, I'm definitely a bigger fan than I was the last time. Uh, if you're not familiar with Shane Taylor, certainly go check out this match or any of his matches really from the last little while. Uh, uh, his finisher, uh, he didn't he didn't uh, get the win in this match, but his finisher, uh, that driver, oh man, uh, Shane Taylor knows how to make it look stiff. <clears throat> and now the man I was going for, my personal favorite in this match. Uh, not saying the most talented, but uh, I'm just saying my personal favorite, Willie Mack. Uh, he got his high spot. It was good to see him get his shine. What was sad is that Cage rolled him up for the win. I'd at least like to see, uh, I don't know, I'm not a fan of roll-up victories. And I'm seeing them more than I'd like, I guess. Wouldn't you rather see a powerhouse like Cage hit some type of crazy power move to finish? That's just my thought. Uh, but otherwise, other than that, definitely a great match. Uh, Brian Cage, 25,000. <laughs> 25,000. <laughs> uh, oh, 25,000. All right. Let's move ahead to Friday night. Friday Night SmackDown. Uh, so it opens up here talking about the uh, Usos putting Roman Reigns on trial. What do you guys think of the Usos kind of uh, turning the tables on Roman Reigns, putting him, uh, him on trial, uh, the jury? Um, and honestly, this segment tricked me at. I want to know if it tricked you guys. So if you can remember back to the last week's SmackDown Friday, I know it was well six, five days ago, whatever it is. Uh, they called out Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns then took off his lay. Is it called a lay? I'm going to call it that. Uh, and gave it to one of the Usos. I believe Jimmy Uso. He took a knee. He was even crying. The crowd was going nuts. I couldn't believe that Roman was actually on his knees. He gave up his lay. Hopefully that's the right word. Uh, and it went on for a while. So don't tell me you weren't fooled because everyone was fooled. Uh, but then Roman reigns with the nut shot, making me look like an idiot. So as much as I shit on Roman Reigns' mediocre move set in his matches, he's always bringing drama to TV. So I'll, I'll I'll give him props for that. I'll give him props for that. But let me know: were you guys fooled or uh, or what? <laughs> uh, all right. What was next? Uh, we had the uh, U.S. title match: uh, Austin Theory versus Sheamus. Uh, if you're an old man like myself, you don't like to see that match on SmackDown because it's concerning to think about Sheamus clean losing to Austin Theory on SmackDown, so that's all I could really think about during the match. Maybe if you're watching this and you're, say, 20, 
<laughs> maybe you're a bigger fan of Austin Theory, but much bigger fan of Sheamus. And uh, oh, yeah, the whole time, like I said, I kept thinking, man, they can't let Sheamus just lay down for Austin Theory. Like that sucks. That sucks. Um, and no worries. I mean, he did lose. He did lose. We knew that was coming. Uh, but there was shenanigans outside with Pretty Deadly uh, and, you know, Ridge Holland. Uh, so at least they, they didn't let it happen clean. I don't know. They tried to make Seamus look good, but uh, in the loss, I guess. I, I just didn't like that book, and they tried to make Seamus look weaker than Austin Theory. Seamus is two of Austin Theory. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, let me know what you guys think. Are you guys a bigger fan of Austin Theory or Seamus? I think it's Seamus by a long shot, but I definitely want to know what you guys have to say there. Uh, next up, uh, I made a note about this AJ Styles versus Karrion Cross match. Uh, because what happened at the beginning of that match? Do you guys recall? Karrion Cross laid it in extra thick. I'm talking Shane Taylor thick. He was... I mean, the way he wrestles, not his uh, Karrion Cross was smacking the shit out of AJ Styles. I thought for some reason that they were going to book like 30 seconds in. I thought they were booking Karrion Cross in a squash match with AJ Styles. And it, it did not end that way at all. Uh, AJ Styles came back to win the match, which AJ Styles, I'm much more of a fan of AJ Styles. He's much more talented than Karrion Cross, but I feel like AJ Styles owes him some receipts. I don't, um, yeah, like how many times have I put in my notes? Like, did they have real beef? I, I mean, not that I know of, but uh, the way that Karrion Cross opened that match, you would think he owed him some money or he was talking to him. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think any of that's true, but uh, wow, he was beating him up for that match. Uh, all right. Nonetheless, AJ Styles is the victor, so let's skip ahead uh, to the end of SmackDown here. Like I said, guys, I uh, used to, if you're new to the show, I used to do complete breakdowns of everything that happened, but now I just make notes of the talk-worthy subjects. I think I'm about right. But, again, if uh, something happened that you want to uh, talk about the skip, just bring it up, man. I'm, I'm all for it. <clears throat> uh, so, let's skip ahead on SmackDown to the end. Uh, it's Roman Reigns out there showing off about what he did earlier. We talked about it. We were all fooled. Nobody here alive wasn't fooled. Um, if you're watching the replay, comment and let me know. I'll call BS. Anyway, Roman Reigns is out there to end the SmackDown. Uh, the Uso did run down with the chair and actually looked pretty good, challenging Roman Reigns for his title. So that's pretty much what we're getting to. Uh, the end of SmackDown, it's Jimmy Uso challenging Roman Reigns for his title. Is he going to be the one to take it off of him? My initial gut says no, but maybe they just booked off his brother off TV with this fake injury. I mean, we'll get to Raw, but <laughs> my initial gut says no. But we'll uh, we'll we'll play it out. We'll play it out. 
Alright guys, my research tells me that you guys tune in for AEW Collision a lot. Uh, I do like Collision, so I will continue to cover it as long, uh, as, long as you guys like Collision. So uh, let's get into AEW Collision. Um, it opens up with something that they hammered home hard last week, and I'm sick of hearing about Talking about how CM Punk never beat Samoa Joe. And then they've got Punk on TV just talking the most pointless promos. Can we just... Uh, I feel like the, the the collision... I mean, this is not expert analysis at all. It's just the CM Punk show. and I mean, that is what it is. But it's so overdone. He's got to do... He's got to talk to the crowd. He's got to be on the commentary. He's got to raise the hand of everyone coming out. Like, it's AEW collision. It's not CM Punk collision. And uh, that's for, uh, to give so much love to a wrestler that is so. He's washed up. He's so. He's lost a step. Uh, we'll, we'll, hang on. I'll save that. We'll get to his match. Uh, but I just. So, so pointless. And the amount of times that I talked about how he never beat Joe is like, okay, so he's beating Joe. Like, do we even need to. Anyway, we'll get to it. It opened up with CM Punk on the mic, and I want to shoot off about it. <laughs> uh, it did eventually get to a match. Uh, we'll get back to that. Uh, the other semifinal of this Owen Hart men's tournament, Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. Uh, and honestly, if this wasn't in the Owen Hart's tournament, I might not touch on it. The match was pretty bad, you'd think, with Hobbs and Starks with the familiarity that the two would have. They could put on a better match, but it was pretty boring. Uh, the heel hubs just beat him up for a while, and then he made a little babyface comeback there. Stark did. Uh, it was sloppy, too. Like uh, It kind of looked like it was the first time they ever locked up, which was kind of disappointing. Uh, but here we go. Uh, so advancing in the tournament to the finals, uh, absolute Ricky Starks. Uh, outside this match, I mean, I'm certainly a fan of absolute Ricky Starks. Uh, he sold me over in his toughness, uh, in AEW. So, uh, I definitely have grown to like Ricky Starks. There was a slow, gradual appreciation for Ricky Starks from my part, personally. Uh, so, yes, he's in the finals of the Owen Hart tournament. Uh, we'll skip ahead to the next match here that we want to talk about. Uh, FTR took on Bullet Club Gold. Uh, this match, guys, is worth taking a moment to discuss. Did you guys see this match? FTR versus Bullet Club Gold on collision. Uh, I'll admit, it did kind of drag at first. Uh, the match took a while to get going, but then once it got going, holy, they it's like... Uh, I don't know if they were slow on purpose for the story of it, but uh, I, I kept waiting for it to pick up. But when it did, uh, it did. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I had to change my tune. Uh, such good reversals. Uh, I said this about the other match there as well, but uh, like three, four, five reversals, good pace, uh, good false finishes, like so many false finishes that, uh, that tricked me. 
the match turned amazing. Uh, both teams displaying great ta tandem tag moves. Uh, and I love the fact that they gave the, the win to Bullet Club Gold. What do you guys think of the win going to Bullet Club Gold? I feel like FTR doesn't need the win. They're kind of... Do you guys think... I, I wrote this question to ask you guys. Uh, so let me know. Do you guys think FTR is a little overrated? I think they're really good and amazing. But do they do anything? I don't know. That's maybe a, I could spend a whole show on that. Uh, and don't don't get it twisted. I'm not saying that they're bad or average. They're great. They're a great tag. It was good to see Bullet Club get the win. Uh, Jay White out of the, is by far the most talented wrestler in that in that ring in that matchup. Uh, it's I I, I like having Jay White in AEW because uh, I was a fan of him, but I don't tune in to New Japan really, so it's uh, good to have easier access. Uh, and it's good to see because for a while we kind of were wondering. What are they going to do with him? But he's finally getting a storyline. It looks like a tag team main event type of FTR storyline. So that's great. Uh, the next match they've got here, they as in that I wrote down, Action Andretti versus Scorpio Sky. Uh, they had an above average TV match. Um, not five stars, but if you're bored and you want something to put on, it's worth the watch. A uh, good pace. I mean, I don't have too much to say about it. It's it was good. It was good. You know, you can't hype everything up. I guess Scorpio Sky gets the the win. Uh, so that we'll have to see. I've seen a lot of action and ready lately. Scorpio Sky, maybe on the opposite end of his career as action and ready, but he's still getting wins. So we'll have to see what uh, he's up to here in AEW. He's kind of getting lost in the wash a bit. So we'll see. Uh, now let's get to it. You know. The other semifinal of the men's Owen Hart tournament, it's CM Punk. And in case you didn't know, he's never beat Samojo. <laughs> yeah, they told you a hundred times. You knew. Uh, and you knew how this is going to end. <clears throat> but Samojo's the man. We watch. And there's no hiding this, guys. CM Punk is slow. In the ring, he does. He's not quick in there. Whether it's like run, even just running, or like when he tries to jump, uh, like onto the second, onto the top, it takes him longer, and that's fine. It takes me stuff longer too, but it's not what I want to be watching. Is my point. Uh, what do you guys notice it? Do you? And, and am I being overly critical? Can you guys comment? Uh, do you notice if CM Punk looks a little slower? That's all I'm saying. He. He makes the other wrestlers wait often. And then another roll-up victory uh, on this podcast episode. CM Punk wins a slow match with a roll-up. And then Samoa Joe uh, has officially lost to CM Punk on the CM Punk show. Everybody cheers CM Punk. I'm glad that when they shook hands... Uh, Joe choked him out super heel like. Didn't he gave him the real life credit, but then choked him out to make him look uh better, I guess, in the loss. It felt kind of stupid. Now we gotta watch CM Punk hobble around against absolute rookie stucks who uh can certainly outwrestle him these days for sure. 
see him slow punk. Anyway, yeah, please guys, let me know if I'm being too hard on the punkster. But I think he's a little over, a lot overrated now. I, th I think he was a little overrated back in the day. A lot overrated now, and uh, I don't know. AW gave him a CM Punk show. All right. Well, we are going to get to Raw and Dynamite. Uh, I just want to take two clips, so less than two minutes, guys. Uh, just for a couple of ad reads. Support the show, support your boy, and then we'll get right back to it. Back in less than two minutes. Stay tuned. Hey guys, it's Brad with College Sportscast. We're presented by DefanBoys. I want you guys to check out my brand new Victorious Tee from True Victory. Scan that QR code, takes you straight to the website. They're founded by U.S. military veterans. True Victory is a sportswear and streetwear brand dedicated to building everyday champions on and off the field. Our purpose is to transform lives and elevate humanity through the power and unity of sports, positive stories, and serving others. Again, check out that QR code. Use our code to fanboys for a 15% discount. And get a great team, man. It's comfortable. And remember, they're part sports, part street, and always true. And I just want to shout out our newest partner, uh, w Energy Drinks. You know, it's energy drink. You get the powder. You mix it up at home. But it's better than any of that coffee, any of that energy drink you get. There's no crash, no jitters, no angst. Uh, they have a patented Neurofactor. Uh, that's the star of the show. We got brain food, I'm talking taurine, tyrosine, glutamine, uh, more. Uh, they only have the best amino acids, uh, only the best brain benefiting vitamins. I'm talking B3, B12, vitamin C, much more. I'm also talking 150 milligrams of caffeine, so just like your energy, it gives you that kick. There's no sugar, no maltodextrin, no fake colors, no jaws, no fillers, no BS. You can go to w.gg, w.gg, make sure you use the code REALFRESH, two words, code REALFRESH, get 10% off of your order and support the show. Or if you'd rather just copy-paste the link from the description. Woo! Get that W-O, that's the best way. Support your boy. W.gg is the website. It's a great all natural caffeine product, guys. W.gg code real fresh. Get that 10% off. I suggest the blue raspberry, but they got tons of good flavors. All right, I appreciate it. That's enough plug. We will get back to the show. Uh, two more shows we're going to recap here. So let's get into Monday Night Raw. Um, Monday Night Raw, interesting, yes, uh, very Judgment Day episode. So we're opening up with Finn Balor, out there by himself. If you recall, he's having a little kind of beef with Damian Priest at, at this point. Uh, so he, he's out there doing a promo by himself, saying he still has beef with Seth Rollins, and he openly admitted to beef with Damian Priest. This led to Rhea Ripley coming out. Uh, basically sending Finn Balor to the back, making him look like a bitch. Tells him to talk it out backstage. And 
So is she the leader of the Judgment Day? Is Finn Balor going to be out of the Judgment Day? And she's going to lead the guys around? Uh, more questions than anything at this point in the show. Uh, there is more that later in Raw, so I'm just going to keep it chronological. Uh, the next was, of course, Matt Riddle, who's teaming up with Drew McIntyre right now versus Imperium. Uh, I mean, they had a solid match. If you didn't miss it, uh, or if you didn't catch it, you, you know, it's not anything you haven't seen before, to be honest, either. Uh, I think the whole point of this is McIntyre got the pain with going through watching. Uh, so that kind of seems to be the intercontinental picture going forward. Do you guys like Gunther McIntyre IC title picture? Uh, I kind of was hoping for Sheamus. McIntyre makes sense, I would say. I said I would say uh, I've always said it has to be someone bigger, tougher, that can work stiff style. Uh, McIntyre can do that. Uh, he's not my favorite Super Bowl of all time, but he can do that, so it does make sense. I do like it. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. I, I don't know. It's the first matchup for the four going through that makes me pause, and I haven't made a decision yet, so we'll see. Let me know what you guys think of that. Uh, I, I, I think it makes sense. It needs to be someone like a Drew McIntyre, like a Sheamus, like a... I mean, it has to be one of those two, really. Who else is, can work like that? Nobody comes to mind. Uh, and, all right. So the next up was booked. This match was booked anyway. It was supposed to be Dirty Dom, Seth, <laughs> Dirty Dom Mysterio, Seth, Dirty Dom, Seth Rollins, taking on Dirty Dom. That was booked anyways, but Judgment Day. Of course, with the money in the bank in the picture, laid down the surprise beatdown. Uh, now, during this beatdown, the tag team champions come out to aid. They've got their own beef with Judgment Day, so it's. I'm talking Kevin Owens, I'm talking Sami Zayn. Um, so the storyline kind of seems like it's going to be Finn or Damian. They both kind of want Seth Rollins. Um, but. Rhea Ripley's also talking how they want the tag titles from Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. So, Judgment Day has their hands in all the pots. And, uh, I guess they are a part of every part of, every part of Raw. So, uh, I mean, props to them at the very least. Uh, next up, we've got Logan Paul and Ricochet in a face-to-face segment. Now, can I just ask, honestly, why are people on Logan Paul's jock? Like, he can't wrestle. There's no arguing it. Yet, people want to try to argue, oh, he's he can wrestle. No, he can't wrestle. Oh, he looked good versus this guy and that guy. He is protected. He is rehearsed. He is a celebrity appearance. He's very athletic. He's had some very entertaining high spots. And the matches have been really, they've worked out well for him as the wrestlers protect him so much. They, they show that clip from Money in the Bank where uh, off the up to the table. Not only did Ricochet, is the only reason that they made it that far, he also saved his neck. Logan Paul shouldn't be in a ring with Ricochet. In no world is Logan Paul 
5% of a wrestler that Ricochet is. I guess if you're Ricochet, Logan Paul is a bigger name than you in the world. So you take, I mean, I mean you're going to take the, the, the work no matter what if you're Ricochet. So you, that is what it is. Logan Paul should not be in the ring with, with hardly anyone. I, I don't think he should be on TV, but one on one with Ricochet? What in the world? He can't do that. Uh, I could shoot off about Logan Paul forever. You guys want me to? <laughs> uh, anyway, I'll say it. He doesn't belong in the ring with Ricochet, all right? Uh, a couple points I I, I was going to skip, but they're written down, so we'll touch on them quickly. Uh, Zoe Stark took on Becky Lynch. Um, and one thing was apparent in this match, guys. It, this might be a hot take, all right? Zoe Stark is way better in the ring than Becky Lynch. What do you guys think of that? Zoe Stark is a better in-ring talent than Becky Lynch. I said it. She's actually strong. She is actually athletic. She can actually do moves that aren't soft. I don't know. You guys tell me if that's a hot take or not. That's what I'm saying. Cut it. I should have time stamped that. I mean it. 100%. I'm not saying she's a bigger name. I'm not saying she's more over. I'm not saying she's a bigger star. She, she is better in the ring. Uh, next up was another one I'll skim. Tommaso Ciampa took on Mid, The Miz in a no disqualification match. And they, they did make it a no disqualification match. There was a chair, you know. But it wasn't that. It was not a hardcore type of, like, a, it was not a hardcore match, even though it was a hardcore match, if that makes any sense. Um, both of these men, I, I made a note that uh, they seem to be also kind of stale at the moment. Uh, I don't know what they're doing with Champa or the Muse right now. Let me know if you guys have any insight on that. Uh, I need some. I need some. Main event in Raw. You guys saw it coming. Seth Rollins teaming up with the tag team champions, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Take on the Judgment Day in a six-man tag main event. Uh, one thing I want to make a note of here. Are we not past overdue? For new tag belts, unify them or something. We got all these new straps. All the women's unified. What are we waiting for here? Who's in charge of this? Hunter? Come on, Hunter. Hunter, my boy, you know, Mr. Helmsley. Uh, anyway, that's not part of the match. The match itself was pretty good for a raw TV match. There was, there was uh, multiple false finishes that tricked me. Uh, so, uh, you know, props to them for putting on a match that, uh, tricked me on free TV. Uh, but we get the ending, Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Do you think they have actually made up? So, uh, Rhea Ripley made them make up before the match. They hug at the end of the match. They're all friendly together. Do you guys buy it or are they still going to split? That is still a question we'll have going into next week. I, want, I, I do want to know what you guys think of that. Uh, again, what's going to happen here with Finn Balor and Damian Priest? Let me know your guys' take on that storyline and where you think that's going to go. It's, they say they're together. I I think Finn's are still on the outs. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. 
let's get to AEW Dynamite to finish off this episode of the Wrestling Corner. Oh man, I think yo man, I'm an I'm an asshole. I did not shout out uh, everybody. I show, of course, you're on the Real Fresh channel or thefanboys.com, but we also sign stream on All Star Sports Network. So just a quick shout out to them. I was very, very. Uh, I always shout them out at the beginning of the episode. That's weird. So uh, my bad, boys. I appreciate sign streaming. I appreciate that platform. And uh, after the fact, we are also featured on Let's Talk Sports uh, Network as well. Shout out all the homies, all the homies. Uh, all right, let's get to Dynamite to finish this up. Uh, so this opens up with Jericho and Commander. We talked about Commander on Ring of Honor recap there earlier in this episode. Uh, if you're watching live, just check the recap. Commander is on fire lately. Well, past few months, I would say he's been on my radar. He's been having really good matches. Uh, so on dynamite he's having a match or had a match with chris jericho what sound is that that is a horrible version of that anyway it's jericho um now i would say not command if you if you if you haven't seen commander in your life this is a fine match to watch but not hit, not the best display of his high flying stuff. I think he was more worried about letting Jericho, the legend, trying to sell for him, and that's fine. Uh, the match was still good. Nothing wrong with the match. Um, but Commander has definitely had better matches. Uh, Jericho gets the win, and this just leads to Don Callis coming out and just more teasing of the Don Callis Chris Jericho union storyline. Uh, do you guys think he's going to join the story? Uh, Don Cal's family, Jericho's uh, faction kind of seems to be fractioning as well. Jericho's hinted that he might do it. Uh, I mean, I'm honestly not sure. Um, Jericho is ready this time for a change. Uh, Don Callis, I mean, he's a heavy heel, heel worthy for sure. Uh, next up, we gotta talk MJF and Adam Cole and their bonding activities. MJF and Adam Cole, I like it. I didn't think I would like it. They are hilarious. It's not quite like a, a, a Daniel Bryan and Kane, but I mean, it's a similar idea. Uh, they're bonding. They're at the bar doing shots. MJF gets all the ladies, of course. Uh, Adam Cole gets him to play the video games. Uh, MJF uh, finally admitted video games are fun uh, and that he never had any friends to play multiplayer with. It's pretty funny. I'm not doing it any justice. Uh, let me know if you guys are enjoying it. I'm enjoying the storyline uh, myself. Next up, we've got the blind uh, tag team tournament. Uh, super, super blind. Like, it was super random tournament. I shot off last week, so we'll move on. Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen taking on Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara. Uh, pretty good match again. Um, not, not, not a must-see match, but uh, it is the tournament, so I did make a note to report. 
Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia advancing to the finals of the blind tournament. Uh, next up, the other semifinal of the blind tournament, Big Bill and Brian Cage, super random team. I mean, who would have ever thought of putting the two biggest guys together? Uh, versus Adam Cole and MJF, who I was skeptical on, but the tag team works for me. It's going to be sad when they have to implode in a few weeks, but I do like it for now. Again, the match itself, not that great, but uh, they are doing a good job selling their storyline, their gimmicks, uh, whatever you want to call it right now. So uh, props to that. Uh, one other quick note, Ruby Soho defeats Sky Blue to advance to the finals in the Women's Owen Hart Tournament. I personally am just reporting that. Uh, I am impartial. And one thing I really wanted to take a minute to focus on is Nick Wayne. If you recall, uh, I, uh, I said in the past that Nick Wayne is the only teenager I've ever been a fan of. He signed his contract when he was 16. He is now 18 and made his professional debut against Swerve Strickland, and they really laid it out there. They had an amazing... If they could, that is going to be the best debut match of anyone. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll say that. If you guys have others, others in mind, put them in, and I'll, I'll check it out. But it was an amazing start. Amazing pace. Uh, all the reversals, it was all top tier. Uh, I even had marked a match of the week. Uh, the striking was unreal. Um, Strickland hit this top row power bomb that looks somehow so brutal. Uh, now, I kind of expected that, that this wasn't a letdown as far as quality of the match, but I really thought Nick Wayne would get the win here. Swerve Strickland got the the win, so that was kind of the only like weird part of the match. But the match itself was great. The ending was brutal. Uh, he hit that sick driver at the end. Uh, I mean, except for the loss, I love the match. And again, the loss that took nothing away from the skill of the match, or like Swerve laid it in her, laid it in stiff at the end, really beat him at the end it was it was it sounds like uh, he, uh, i'm a psycho but it was great it was great uh and the final part here uh black four comic club i have to announce who their fifth member is for the upcoming blood and guts match uh they announced Pac. uh he is back it's good to see him coming back to a hardcore match um not that i forgot about him but it's been a while i feel like it's good to see him back He's definitely one. Of, he should be one of the real pillars of AEW. Take out one of those four that I were trying to push before. Uh, I feel like he's a real pillar of AEW, actually. Yeah, that's a much better pillar. So they announced Pac. Uh, then the Elite come out, and they announced Kota Ubishi as their fifth member. Uh, I mean, he's definitely a, a superb talent, Ubishi, but I'm a much bigger Pac fan. Uh, and I much prefer the Blackpool Combat Club over the Elite right now. Uh, so that's going to be where my heart is cheering for, for sure. Uh, I haven't really thought about predictions on that, right, to be honest, yet. Uh, but that would be my preference, Blackpool Combat Club, for sure. Let me know your guys' preference. And that's all I got, yo. We did it. 45 minutes just about
wrapped up Ring of Honor, SmackDown, Collision, Raw, and Dynamite. This has been a recap episode of The Wrestler Corner. I see you guys tuning in here live. I appreciate you guys. I see you guys viewing it afterward as well. I appreciate that. Uh, catch us every Thursday on the Real Fresh channel live. If you can't catch us live, make sure to just go to the fanboys at any time. TheFanboys.com. We're on there. Uh, and once again, shout out All Star Sports Network and Let's Talk Sports. Much love to the homies there. Uh, but that's all I got. Like I said, I look forward to seeing you guys next Thursday. Peace.